Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson, and this is episode number 22. And the title of this episode actually comes from one of my clients, and I'm going to mention a little bit more, so I'm not going to say the name of this client. But the question is, how much do I have to like somebody in order to date them? You know, and, and as I was talking to this client, you know, she was sharing with me her, she was kind of into this guy. <clears throat> and, and I guess better yet, not, she really enjoyed the company of this guy, but she wasn't into him. And, and she was going through this really, really long list of like trying to convince herself that it was okay or not okay to date this guy. And what I shared with her was if you like somebody 51%, you can go out with them. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think, like we think so much and we do the exact same thing this client was doing about many of our decisions in life. It's like, well, is it okay? I mean, I enjoy the person's company, but I don't want to go out with them forever. I don't see it going anywhere. Is that okay? Yeah. If you want to go out with a person more than you don't want to go out with a person, it's okay. People in general just overthink. We we overthink so many of our decisions. The hard part about that is when you're actually on a date you know, for example, when my client's actually on this date with this guy that I briefly mentioned, she's not going to actually be on a date with that guy. She's going to be on a date with her thinking about that guy. You know, we have so much thinking that we carry in our heads. And we're all asking that same sort of question over and over and over. You know, maybe we're just randomly talking to somebody at the gym and we're thinking, oh my goodness, does this person like me? Or do I like this person? Or, or what's this person thinking? Do they, do they even want to be hit on at the gym? Like we have so much thinking about dating in general. But why do we have to turn everything into a thing? I think part of it is because some well-meaning person out there gave us some theoretically great advice. Oh, don't ever talk to people at the gym. They're not going to like that. Be be cautious when you hit on people at places you go all the time because you're going to have to see them again. What if we didn't even make such a big deal about who we go out with or who we hit on? It's like we've gotten so in our heads about everything these days. Everything. And I don't just mean women. I mean men too. Like, we've started to overthink our entire lives and like plan out every single thing we're going to do. Where's the spontaneity? Like, where's where's the opportunity for life to come through you? I mean, if you plan every single thing you're going to say, 
what what happens if what you plan on saying doesn't work anymore because whatever somebody else says just doesn't make sense? And I don't even if that I don't even know if that made sense. It doesn't matter. There is only one thing that matters in dating. And that's presence. Because in the present moment, you have all the answers. In, in the present moment, you know what is right for you and what is not right for you. Because every single one of you have this still small voice. You can call it the spirit. And if you're not comfortable with that word, you can call it you know, your inner voice, your still small voice, whatever you want to call it. You can always check in with this. Always. You know, I, I was going um, about a year, eh, a little bit less than a year ago, we had the opportunity to repel off of an apartment building. Now, this opportunity doesn't come up all the time. And, you know, the guy seemed like he, know what he was, knew what he was doing. And I had two different thoughts going through my head. One, if this was safe and if I wasn't going to plunge to my death, this was going to be really, really, really cool and I wanted to do it. And the other thought was, if this is not the right thing and I am going to plunge to my death, I want to know. And, and I did something really interesting at that point that I've actually started to use a lot more lately. You know, there's, there's a really cool scripture that says you can know that by the, by the Spirit, you can know the truth of all things. And what I believe and what I've seen in my own life is as you check in with yourself, regardless of what you call it, you're going to get a good or a warm feeling that says, oh, cool, you can go forward with this. And in my mind, that's Heavenly Father saying, hey, this is okay, you're safe. Now, there's another feeling that you can get also where it's just like that uneasy, awkward feeling where you're just not feeling peace about it. And that's the absence of that. You know, back to my repelling story. So I checked in with myself, and I felt really good about this. I, I felt really good about getting up there and repelling off of this apartment building. And so I did it. <laughs> you know the funny thing, though? We were at a swimming party. I didn't even have shoes to do this. I had to borrow shoes from a friend to be able to repel off this building because I was in flip-flops. I just thought that was funny. And it was so cool. So, 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 so cool. I mean, such a fun time. You guys can actually see the video. If you want to go way back on my Instagram, my Instagram videos, you probably find it. But it was so cool. And I flew down the apartment building. I felt just like Batman in those old Batman 66 shows. And it was so cool. Well, part of me actually even wanted to almost go again. And at that moment, there came a security guard and kicked us out of the property. Or at least 
it it was one of my friend's apartment buildings. They couldn't kick us out of the property, but they said, hey, I can't allow you to repel off this building anymore. (laughs) And I would have missed out on that opportunity. I would have missed out on that really cool experience. Now, how does that apply to dating? I, I think it's the same way. If you feel good about going on a date that you want to go out on, go out on the date. And if you don't feel good, like if, if, it's, if it's more of a no than it, is a, than it is a yes, don't go. And, and that's not necessarily for your safety or anything like that. I mean, absolutely. If you don't feel it's safe, definitely don't go. I don't care what the guy says. Some guys can be very, very manipulative and say, I mean, I've heard of some pretty bad things happening that I really don't want to mention on this podcast, but you guys get what I'm saying. You know, the same way that we can trust that that spirit's just going to tell us what to do. The other day, as I was reading scriptures, I came across these really cool scriptures that I think totally relate to this. And so one, it's in a book called 2 Nephi 32, verse 3. And if that doesn't sound familiar to you, and if you want to know where it's at, just message me on Instagram. I'm happy to share more about it. But it says, the words of Christ will tell you all things what you should do. So one place we can learn what to do is through the words of Christ. Now, here's another part in verse 5 of the same chapter that says, Again, I say unto you that if ye will enter in by the way and receive the Holy Ghost, it will show unto you all things what ye should do. And, and that one really fascinated me. Like, I, I came across this after I, I gave a talk on, on a Sunday to this large group of singles up in Canada. And then I came across this afterwards. I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish I would have had that before. That's that's how it goes, though. You know, we're just we're always continuously growing and learning and and we're gonna get better. But that is very powerful because it'll show unto you all things what you should do. Every single one of you have this incredible spirit to guide you in your life in every single decision. Okay. Maybe not necessarily like what cereal to buy, because Heavenly Father's just going to say, buy the cereal you want to buy, usually. Or he's going to say it's not a big deal. But how cool is that? That it shows us right there, he's going to show unto us all things that we should do. And all we have to do is check in. And so, you know, in relation to a guy, or, you know, dating a guy that you're interested in, if you check in with yourself and check in with the spirit and it's like, hey, I think you'd have a lot of fun and you want to do it, go. That real-time guidance, I mean, this, this guidance is so powerful and so amazing. And I just want to add another point because I had a client the other day that just, that just felt like she wasn't getting this. And it was interesting because she even said something similar to like, I, I just feel I'm not, I'm not spiritual enough to get this. 
And I shared with her, like, individual, you are incredibly spiritual. This is just a total different way of listening. Because the other thing thing that happens is unless we check in, like, there is, there's this conflicting voice that it, it's that of the adversary, or I call it crazy leprechaun thinking at times also. But it's going to step in. It's going to try to cloud your judgment. But that voice, the voice of the adversary cannot give you peace. So if you feel uneasy, if you feel an absence of peace, and you're asking the question of, is this the right thing to do? The answer is probably no. And it's like, sometimes we're like, no, but you don't understand. This person's awesome. This person's amazing. And sometimes you just won't understand. And that's okay. I I believe that God prevents us from getting into a lot of bad situations. And I can look back on my life. I don't want to be too specific. But I can look back on my life at certain people that pursued me and that they would not have been good for me. Like, not even close. We were just, we had very different understandings of life. We had very different understandings of, you know, my, as you guys could probably tell of this, my, my faith is super important to me. And to this person, it, that was not something that was as important to her. And, and there's been a few of those, like there, there have, there's been a, a few of those experiences where Heavenly Father just kind of stopped me, you know, and other times, like, I mean, one girl that I dated, it really wasn't there, but it also wasn't not there, if that makes any sense. It was just like, oh, hey, we're, we were on this vacation together and with, with a bunch of friends. And so we just kind of paired off a little bit. And when we got home, we dated a little bit. And then after that, we realized there was nothing there. Well, that's okay. It's, it's okay to have those experiences. But I think this is, I think all, most of the things that I am teaching you guys are so simple. But they're so simple, we almost miss them. Like there's this, there's a scripture in that same, in that same chapter, that, verse 7. That basically says, I'm left to mourn because of the unbelief and wickedness and ignorance and the stick-neckedness of men. For they will not search knowledge, nor understand great knowledge, when it is given unto them in plainness, even as plain as word can be. Everything is given to us in such a plain manner. This understanding that I'm sharing with you guys, that you really do have this this. My, my mom called it the other day, she called it God's positioning system. This GPS, where if you let him, God will lead and guide your life. Now, hey, if you're killing it, and if your life is everything you could ever want, all right, fine. But at least for me, what I've noticed is, since I've started living more in this way, of just doing the best I can, to follow the promptings and the inspiration and the spirit that Heavenly Father does provide, my life has been quite a bit better. What would it be like if you didn't have to think so hard about who you date and who you don't date? It would, what, what if it was almost like there was just this, uh, you know, 
I guess some girls are probably might relate to this, but like their spidey sense of, you know, in Spider-Man, when something's a bit off, he has this spidey sense go off. You have that. You, you have that spidey sense that will tell you for the good and it'll also tell you for the bad. It'll warn you. If you listen. You know, the, the other thought that came up with this conversation with my client was, I don't feel it's right to be taking this guy's money. I don't feel it's right that he goes out and he, he pays for us when I know that I'm just enjoying his company and that this probably isn't going anywhere. You don't have to feel bad about that. There's, there's nothing wrong with going on a date with somebody. Don't, don't feel. Don't feel that you're doing anything wrong. If it's a date you want to be on. Because then the entire time on that date, you're not going to actually be with the other person. You're going to be with all the thoughts that are floating around in your head. This, this is a really strange example that just came to my mind, but you know, it's kind of like people talk about with, they have certain eye problems, that they're always seeing these specks floating around in their eyes. If you're so focused on that, these, all these little specks floating around in your eyes that are, just, that are just all the thoughts that you have processing and going through your head, then you're not going to actually be with the person. When you're on a date, be with the person the best that you can. I, I, I get it. I, I've been on dates, and, and, so, and hopefully this doesn't make me sound like a bad person, but I, I have been on dates where I'm just thinking about probably one of the girls that I connected with more than that girl I'm with. And that's probably a sign that I didn't want to be on the date in the first place. And I probably should have just said no. But I felt like I had to go on the date. And I guess that brings up a, a, a different point. Do you ever have to go on a date just for some, just because somebody says you have to, or somebody tells you, it's like, no, everybody deserves a chance. They do, but what, before you even go on the date, you already know if they even have close to a chance. And I'd say probably 99.9% .9 of times, you're right. Our, our first impressions, you know, especially depending on how much we listen to that place that that deep, small, still spirit inside of us. Our first impressions are usually not that far off. And especially if you hug somebody and like you have a good feeling, like there's chemistry, awesome. And if you hug someone and there's no chemistry, and especially if you hug someone and get like a darker feeling, that's probably not a good, that's probably not a good sign at all. I remember one time I, I gave this, I gave this girl a hug and just got this like super, just not good feeling. And I didn't run, I don't think I ran away, but I did walk away fairly quickly. And she tracked me down and was like, in other words, 
what was that? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I totally lied. Like, I did. I, there, there's no nice way to say I'm sorry. I, when I hugged you, I just felt awful. There, there's no nice way to say that. So hopefully, hopefully Heavenly Father will forgive that lie that prevented a much longer conversation that I did not want to go into because it was not my place. But you do. You have this. You have this ability to realize and know who's good for you and who's not. So back to this question, like how much do I have to like somebody in order to go out with them? Just, you have to like them more... You have to want to go out with them more than you don't want to go out with them. And you can hold true to that for yourself. The other thought coming up is there has, I was at, I was at a particular event and I was sharing with somebody that I felt that not necessarily there's a one, but if Heavenly Father knows all, and you're his child, and the person that you're going to date or marry is also his child, and knowing that he knows you both best, I, I think he would. I think he would want us to end up with somebody makes us happy and that is our absolute best match no i mean how do you do that do you go around and be like okay well you don't this doesn't meet my criteria this doesn't meet my criteria no but it was interesting as i was sharing this somebody else heard what i was saying and they said no joseph that's ridiculous they didn't say it that harsh, but they're like, Heavenly Father doesn't care who you marry. Any, there is a quote so popular and common in my church that I am not a fan of. It says, any two people can make it work in a marriage. Well, yeah, duh. If they're willing to sacrifice everything that they, that they want and know for the other person, absolutely. And, and maybe they might find, and, the, and then they can, they can find happiness. But if I have a choice to play with a stacked deck, well, a fairly stacked deck, you know, that I, I just happen to get this draw in, you know, in, in a card game, I'm going to take the stacked deck. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't I? If that, was, if that was on offer, if that was being willing to be given to me by Heavenly Father, why would I do anything different? And if he's willing to give me the exact person that I desire? Why wouldn't I take that? Now... There, there's, a, there's a quote I like much more other than that any two, any two people can make it work in a marriage. It says, basically, do everything in your power to find the most compatible person for you. And if you're listening to this, and if you've already been married, and if you happen to be divorced, you probably know what I'm talking about. And, and you might not. Like, there's no judgment in that statement. 
I just do understand and I do know from speaking to quite a few different people that they're like, one of my, one of my favorite questions to ask somebody that is divorced, did you, did you pray and did you know it was the right thing for you? And some are like, absolutely. And others are like, you know, Joseph, no, like I knew absolutely this was the wrong thing, but, and then they go into all the circumstances that were going on around it. And Hey, I get it. I mean, I was engaged at the age of 23 because I thought it was what I was supposed to do. And I am so grateful every day for that decision. I call that the best decision that I never made because Heavenly Father showed me in no uncertain terms that that was not the girl for me. Absolutely not the girl for me. And I was so grateful for that. You don't have to date people that you don't connect with. And especially if you kiss them and there's nothing there. Like even the girl I engaged, got engaged with, like I kissed her, there was really nothing there. And I had no idea what a kiss really was like until, you know, it, 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 until like the girl I kissed after her. And I was like, whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's true what they say on Hitch. It's like a, a girl or, or a guy even can know almost everything in that first kiss. You know if it's there or you know if it's not there. And if it's not there, you might as well pack your stuff now and get out. <laughs> so I don't. I, I, I know that some people give well-meaning advice. You know, and as I think about where that person was that gave that advice. They gave the advice of, hey, any two people can make it work. You know, this was an individual that's probably in his 50s or so and probably would just do anything to be with somebody. We're, we all do the best we can from the situation that we're in. And, and it's so funny because we freak out about not knowing the next step. You know, and even just a few minutes ago, I was sitting here and I was like, oh my goodness, what, what do I say now? And then I start like trying really hard and then it doesn't work. Well, then I just settle for a few moments, however long it takes. And the next thread comes up. Like we, we are given cue cards by Heavenly Father all the time. That is what this inner voice does for us. It gives us the next step on our journey. It hands us the cue card that says, Oh, hey, Joseph, say this. Hey, Joseph, say this. And then a stream goes until it doesn't go anymore. And then we find a new thread. Like, and, and that's really something I saw recently. We want so often for Heavenly Father to hand us a book that says, I, this is how you will find the person of your dreams. And then we want to flip to the end of the book. I'm not a fan of doing this, but I hear people really do this. Like they go to the end of the book to see how it finishes. <laughs> and, there, and there's no judgment if you do that. But honestly, who does that? <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, if I watch a sporting event and if I know who won, I usually don't have any interest in watching the sporting event. I mean, sometimes I still will, but that's just how it goes for me. And that's not how it works. Like Heavenly Father doesn't hand us a book that says this is exactly how it worked and they lived happily ever after. What he does is he hands us little cue cards. Or, I mean, you could even think of it as pages of the book. He hands us the first page. 
He hands us another page. Well, and the other thought that just occurred to me is maybe he just hands us little sentences in those pages. Because, you know, in a story, they always have that background information also that they add afterwards. It's like, oh, he didn't know this, but she too was having the same feelings. We don't know that. I mean, it is not up to me and it is not fair for me to know what another person is thinking. And, and the more I think that I have to do that, that's just crazy. You don't have to know what another person thinks. You don't have to know what another person feels. It's none of your business. And it's none of your business, like, what's going on in their head. You're actually going to do a lot better by not worrying about what's going on in their head. I want to go back to what this other person said, though, because I feel I feel there's still more here. Like sometimes we just want to be married. We just want to continue with our eternal and earthly progression. You know, and and if and if you're someone out there that doesn't have any kids, like I don't, I don't have any kids. Like there's something about that that you do. You want to have your children. And you're almost afraid that you're going to miss something. I I, I want to promise you something. And and if you're not a a member of my faith, you'll kind of just have to trust me on this. But I promise you, if you will listen to that still small voice, whether it be in this life or the next, you will have what you're looking for. You will have that opportunity to raise that family if you're not able to. When I was talking to someone just this last weekend, you know, that happens to be, I think she was, actually, I I honestly don't remember how old she was. She was, I don't know, somewhere between probably 35 and 45, we'll call it to be safe. And she basically shared with me how she doesn't think she'll ever be able to have children. And and she also shared with me how that made her rush her first choice of getting married and how it ended in a divorce. That's how it works. When we want something so bad that we're willing to do almost anything it takes, even going against that inner voice, you will pay. You, you will pay somehow. I don't mean that in a way of, you will pay because God is punishing you. He's not punishing you. He's just warning you of the consequences. As I mentioned before, like when you build the castle of a relationship, you can't go in and just bolt, you can't go in and just bulldoze it and wreck it down. It doesn't work that way. So he's trying to warn you. He's trying to save you from some of those experiences. But if you choose to take them anyway, that's your choice. I know. And I know some of you are plenty older than I am, but I do know what it's been like to be single for the last 15 years of my life for the most part. I mean, there's a couple, a few relationships in there, but I I do, I understand and I know how it feels and I know how sad it can be at times. But I also know those nine months of that relationship with that girl that I should not have even been with in the first place, 
Um, <clears throat> that was not the greatest. <laughs> that was not the greatest nine months of my life. I mean, we would we would have these like fights at like eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, let me just go to bed. This is so stupid. I, I know you guys can all you guys can all hear how caring and wonder wonderful heart felt I am, right? But no, I mean, I've you know, I really was. I was so frustrated with these silly, stupid fights. And I was like, I don't care. I don't know why we're doing this. If you're fighting with somebody every night. Or almost, or quite often, even not like not like screaming at each other, but just always arguing. It's probably not a good relationship. I'm just saying. Maybe you're trying to force a square peg into a round hole, and it doesn't work. And it doesn't work for either person. I've uh, I've been listening a little bit to a story on Chris Farley lately, and they said his. His girlfriend that he connected with was so much like him; it was crazy. And, you know, and, and she was this you know beautiful Victoria's Secret model. Her name is Lori Bagley. She was the person that got him the most, and he got her the most. They just really connected, and they were. And, and other people said they were kind of like the same person. I don't think we're looking for exactly the same person as ourselves. But I love the analogy of if you look down at your hands, your pinkies match up, like everything matches up. You basically just have like opposing thumbs. Like they fit together so perfectly, even though they're fairly similar. That's how I look at it. And, and, and that's who I believe that if you allow him to, Heavenly Father's guiding you towards that person. Or your greater power, if that's more your style. Let yourself be guided and led. Because the more you start understanding this in the area of relationships, the more you'll realize what I'm talking about works all the time. It works in your business, it works with your family, it works with every place. When you're present and when you listen to that spirit, it directs you and it guides you. My life has taken on such a different meaning than I ever thought it would take on. All because I listened to this. No, I didn't listen right away. Please understand. It, wasn't, it was six months later when I started this podcast. And now all kinds of things have begun to open up for me in my life. Like they really have. You know, some cool experiences. Really cool experiences. The reason that I share that with you is to tell you that is on offer for you as well. I mean, it's not like I'm Heavenly Father's favorite child and he's like, awesome, Joseph. Here's this really, really cool path that I've laid out for you. There's a really amazing path that Heavenly Father has laid out for everyone. The sooner you walk the path, the happier you will be. And the more you'll notice and see in your life. Well, and the further you'll get down the path. What if I told you that Heavenly Father has such an amazing, incredible life for you? Prepared. There's, there's a story coming to my mind. And a, a, a human dies, as people do. And they go to heaven. And, and as they're in heaven, they realize 
that all these angels keep gliding past this one door. And so finally they just, you know, almost like they want to keep, keep people out, but they can't. And so they finally, this, this human just asks, and they're like, hey, tell me, what's in there? And the angels got really solemn. And they said, we can't keep you out, but we would highly recommend that you do not go in there. And the human was curious, as humans are. And he went in. And as they went in, they saw the most magical and amazing and incredible things they could ever imagine. They saw the relationship of their dreams. They saw mansions, cars, an incredible relationship with God, and everything else they could ever want. And they came out of there so excited. They're like, oh my goodness, that place is awesome. And they asked the angels, and they're like, well, tell us, what is that place? And the angels once again got really solemn and said, that is the life that you were meant to have while you were on this earth, but you never believed you could have it. Heavenly Father has such an incredible and amazing life planned out for you, but it's your choice. It's the, it's the life that's going to make you the happiest. It's the life that's going to give you almost everything you could ever want out of life, but it's your choice. Only you can make that choice. And, and, and this spirit that I'm talking about, this really good feeling inside that you can always tap into and check in, you get the good feeling, that's the spirit saying, hey, go forward. And if you get the not so good feeling, that's saying no. And if you just follow that and listen to it, it's like the breadcrumbs in the Hansel and Gretel story. Except it doesn't lead, lead to a crazy house with a witch in there that's going to eat you. It leads to the most magnificent, amazing life that you could ever begin to imagine. One of my mentors, Richard Paul Evans, he was talking, he's a, he's a super successful author. He's written like 42 bestsellers. And his most famous is known as The Christmas Box, which has, and there's another book called The Christmas Box Miracle, which is a super awesome story about all the miracles that happened to get that published. But he said something really interesting. He's like, Joseph, the only difference between me and everyone else is the Spirit gives me promptings and I act on them, and other people don't. <laughs> That's it. Like, if you follow this guidance, and don't beat yourself up if you haven't, don't beat yourself up if you can't do this on a daily basis, just understand and know as you strive better and better to listen. And it's so faint and it's so subtle. Like, I was doing an exercise with a client the other day. One of the things I do when I don't know the next thing to do is I'll sit down with a book and read it for a few moments. So I was having him do this at the same time reading my own book, just to kind of get him get a feel. But one really cool thing that when, it, when we finished that exercise is he was smiling. He was absolutely beaming because he hadn't let himself read in a while. But the other thing that was coming up for me, it was like I was sitting there, I was kind of waiting for the next thing to do, you know, after this call. And I was like, oh, it's not coming, it's not coming. And it was coming, like it came and I glanced it off so fast that I didn't even realize it. And then I did. 
That's how this works. The still small voice is so subtle that we have to be quiet to be able to hear it. And there is an opposing voice. The same way I believe in a God, you better believe I believe in an adversary. I absolutely believe in Satan. And I know that sounds really funny, but I also realize, especially when I'm on the right track, especially when I'm doing good things in the world, he, he sticks up his head and he lets me know he's there. When you start having that cloudy thinking, that discouragement, that frustration, all that is is the adversary coming in and trying to distract you from whatever you were creating. And he's so subtle. You know, sometimes I'm like killing it with my book or something. And he's just like, oh, you should go get a drink. Or you should go get some food. Or you should go get like, you, you should, you, you deserve to go play a few minutes of video games. You know, it's like, it, it's that. And he's so subtle. And, you know, as I shared with my client the other day, he kind of uses the voice of, well, individual, if you were just more spiritual, you would get this. Ouch. I mean, talk about like, and, and I mean, like we're, most people are trying to do the best they can anyways each day. And it's like, you know, we start getting stuff like that. It's like, oh, that, that's painful. That hurts. When you realize all that is is a distraction from the work that you're doing, you can simply say, oh, well, there's that thought that I'm not spiritual enough. Okay, well, what was I in the process of creating for that, that Heavenly Father instructed me to create that the adversary is trying to distract me from? I mean, I do. I believe we all have our moods. But you better believe I have seen, I, I have my own witnesses of Satan. I, I just do. And why do I share that with you? Because when you're already trying to do the best that you can, and you start having thoughts that you're not enough, those thoughts don't come from God. They just come to get you off track. Your heavenly father loves you so much. He does not beat around the bush. If you're doing something he does not approve of, it's a pretty like absolute, hey, stop that. <laughs> but more than that, I've noticed with heavenly father, as he actually just provides such a love, such amazing love for us. You know, I had this, I had this beautiful experience, and I don't know why we're going in this tangent, but hopefully you guys have kind of realized by now the title of the podcast, we kind of start out there and we go wherever Heavenly Father says to go. So hopefully you guys kind of just get that and you're okay with it. But I had it, so I've been coaching now for 18 years. About five years ago, I had this, I was going through a certification program for coaching. And I had the supervision with this supervisor that was just, I can't say many nice words about her, but she was, real, she was really mean. She was super, 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 super mean. And I mean, so much so I complained to the organization. I complained, like, I complained to people because this made me super mad once I came up to 
Well, what it did to me, at this time, I'd already been coaching for like, I don't know, 12 plus years. I'd already coached some really cool people. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'd like I had, I mean, I'd already done quite a bit of stuff like that. And she was just mean. And I went from the point of thinking I was a pretty good coach to what in the world am I doing? To the point I was lying in my bed and like wondering what in the world I was doing. And then Heavenly Father reminded me who I was. He reminded me how great of a coach I was. And then I, then I called the organization. I was like, hey, this, this can't happen. This is not cool. It's, you know. Well, I had a different experience. I, well, ironically, I hadn't even considered a supervision session. So that's, that's where they listen to a coaching session you've done and just kind of point out like, oh, well, you could have done this better and you did this really good. Well, I had a different experience with a supervisor that's, you know, through uh, Michael Neal's community. Her name's Fiona Jacob. This Monday, you know, I don't even share that with her. I was like, hey, just as long as you don't like destroy me, I'm cool. And it was the most amazing, loving session where she like built me up, lifted me up. And, and then she shared with me, she pointed stuff out and helped me to see areas that I could get better. And I really saw those areas. And, I, and then I started taking those areas to my clients even in the next few days. And I saw, I saw a huge difference. I think that is such a great example of the way Heavenly Father works with us. I think it's such a great example. And what we call it in that coaching world is loving disruption. Sometimes we need more love and sometimes we need more disruption. But it's always done from a place of loving disruption. And she did it so beautifully. Notice that I used her name on this and I did not use the other lady's name because if I'm, an, if, if I'm going to share something about somebody that isn't exactly kind, I'm not using their name. So that's not fair. But if somebody's done something awesome, I want to share what they've done. And, you know, Fiona just helped me you know, see for myself where I was doing a really great job and where I wasn't. And that's what Heavenly Father does with you. He's the one that says, yes, go forward. Yes, go back. He's the one that says, you can improve this, but he's never going to tell you you suck. You're his child. You might not be the happiest with some of your choices, but then again, he might. You have a loving Heavenly Father that cares so much about you that you couldn't even begin to imagine. And in my understanding, that's where that beautiful feeling of the Spirit comes from. It's His gift to us, to talk with us, to tell us where to go, what to do. Not because it's, I mean, yeah, it's going to be better for Him, but that's not why He does it. He does it because it's going to be better for us. He can figure out other ways to get his work done if you don't want to get if you don't want to do the mission that you're called to do. So back to our question. How much do I have to like a person to date them? It feels right. 
and you want to, date him. But don't take all your thinking with you on the date. Don't be like, oh my goodness, this person's paying for me and I'm not sure if I'm interested. Hey, a guy will happily pay to eat with a pretty girl as opposed to eating alone. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that at all. Just, if a guy is giving you the gift of spending his time and money on a date with you, give him the gift of your absolute presence. Yeah. I think I want to wrap up on that note, but I, I just want to emphasize that. Guy is giving you the gift of, of buying, of going on a date. You know, I'm paying for that. Give him the gift of your absolute presence. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in. I, I, I know we kind of go all over the place, but I, I tell you guys these all the time. These podcasts, I get a starting point, And then Heavenly Father takes it from there. And then there reaches a point that he just says we're done and we're done. So, you know, if you guys have enjoyed this and if you guys want to actually come and meet me every Monday or most Mondays, we do a group coaching call for happy and single. And if you just go to happy, the letter N single.com, there'll, there'll be a link to that along with the schedule of what, the times and dates we do it. And you're more than welcome to come on. And depending on how many people we have, you'll, you might even have some some time to ask me, you know, to, to get a little bit of coaching on something specific that's going on in your life. And also you're welcome to reach out to me on Instagram. I, I love, love, love hearing stories about the things that you guys are seeing in your lives that are changing your lives, that are touching your lives, that are blessing your lives. And please, as always, feel, feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you feel like could benefit. I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful to each of you that listen. I, it is a true joy to be able to sit with you and really to sit with the Spirit as, the, as, as Heavenly Father teaches me what to say. And, and if you're interested and you really want to dive into some of this on a personal level, you're, you're welcome to reach out. I, I do personal one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I'm more than happy to sit down with you and discuss that. And so I, I thank, thank you guys so much again for joining. And once again, go out and live your adventure. Thank you.